Amen. Saints of the Most High God, people who are chosen from the foundation of the world, the chosen and the elect, the Christos and the Christ, those who have been touched by God, those who have been lifted by God, those who have been saved by the Most High God, those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, those of you who call yourselves from the that God has has called know that God has called you from the foundations of the world stand on your feet and turn with me I'm just talking to a few folks I, I called you out by name because everybody can't answer to that name those that know that you know that you know you know that you've been saved by the Christ who died on Calvary's cross hallelujah those who understand that with him in him we live move and have our being those who know that jesus is lord hallelujah that he is the son of the living god in the precious name of you just those few folk if you will turn me with me to psalms 146 psalms 146 and read the first three verses if you will or the first three words of the first verse Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you. If you go down to the last of, of, of that chapter, read the last three words for me, somebody. Somebody open up 147 one more time and just go read the first three words. Hallelujah. At the end of 147, in the name of Jesus, it says, as and as for his judgments they have not known them and so go to 148 and read the first three words if you will if you're so kind if you just not too mean this morning read the first three words of 49 149 if you're not too mean and if you just got enough praise left in you read the first three words of 150 Come on, come on, somebody, somebody, just read the last three words of 150. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we come to praise your holy name. We praise you in song, we praise you in dance, we praise you with clapping our hands. Lord, we Shabbat you, we give you a loud sounding praise. Father, we Yada, we lift up our hands, we told our oh God, we Kara, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you honor and the glory this day. In Jesus' precious name, we give you the praise. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Now, my people of God, the people of God, go with me to Psalm 127. 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unless the Lord guards the city. The watchman stays awake in vain. It's time to build your house. Build your house. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. God bless you. morning this morning we were thinking about it had planned on preaching from James James the first chapter about somewhere about the second through the fourth verse and 
we would have gone to your story is his glory your story your story is count it all joy when you fall into various trials oh yeah yeah your, your story because you got a story to tell when you fall into trials when you fall into various pitfalls when you go down your story becomes his glory and when you go through those things those dark times in your life that's when his glory becomes the light most often we don't recognize the light and we don't see the light because when we are in the light of day when things are going well we tend not to shine so brightly but when darkness falls, when darkness comes, all of a sudden the light becomes very, very bright. Oh, you don't hear me this morning because, because when I'm talking about darkness, I'm talking about sickness. I'm talking about trials and tribulation. I'm talking about going through. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about things that are happening in your life that you have no control. But that's when your story becomes his glory. That's when, when, when you start to tell off on who you really are and what you really all about your story becomes the testimony of the witness of those praise and the songs that you've sung the scriptures that you've read the prayers that you have prayed your story becomes evident in the times of darkness i understand david now when he talks about yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death it's the shadows that we are concerned with it's the shadows it's not the thing in the valley that was troubling him it was the shadows in other words it's those things that we know not of or those things that we anticipate that we cannot understand nor fathom nor reason those things that are unlogical to us that's what we fear but he says I will fear no evil because thou art with me and so as you go through your various valleys you need to understand if you allow God to be your testimony if you allow God to be your banner if you allow God to be your praise if you allow him to be the one whom you turn to your story then becomes his glory because the glory of God begins to shine in you the glory of God becomes a testimony to everybody else that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper your story becomes the evidence of the fact that there is a living God who has not moved from his throne and that 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 God is the same God that knows your name and every whimper and every cry every tear that is shed upon your face God knows who you are tell somebody God knows who I am I, we have it like that we got a personal relationship oh when I cry he knows every cry and so we talked we, 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 we wrestled with that uh, came in and shared with Minister Marlon and I, I shared with her and said, I don't know, know which way to go. And, and, and as I was struggling with it and, and, and God kept tugging at me and tugging at me. And then Mother Martin came in and prayed like she had lost her mind. Speaking things into the atmosphere. 
My mind immediately went to a spiritual realm and began to understand the things that she was talking about. And her prayer consisted of talking about, yes, yes, you know, let people understand God, understand the church and build the church and, and let people come together to know you a little bit better. And then my mind started to take me into another place. And that spiritual, I began to look at it. I saw relationships and I saw the house of God. I saw the house of worship. I saw the people of God and I saw families. All of those things that as she was speaking, I began to understand that God says this thing is deeper than that. Tell somebody this deeper than that. I began to understand, and as the scripture came to me, he says, unless the Lord builds the house, they, they, they labor in vain who build it. And I found out as I talked with my minister this morning, I began to, 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 to unleash and unload on her and let her know. I said, you know, that, that there's a thing that's going on in the church. There's a thing that's going on not only in the building, but it's in the family structure. It's not only in the family structure, but it's in the body of Christ. I said, we're losing the pillars of the church. The foundation, the, 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 the cornerstones of the church, we're, we're losing. And the more we lose the pillars of the church or the pillars of any structure, the pillars of any, the, the pillars are the things that hold it up. Let me help somebody here. When you've got columns and pillars and things that are holding up the structure, those things who have been standing for a long time, usually the pillars are the first things that goes in other than the foundation. They go in to hold up the rest of the structure and everything is built around the pillars. But when you start to take out the pillars, the structure ultimately becomes weak. It becomes weak. And, 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 and if I might help you just a little bit to understand that the pillars of the church are some of them old folk that you used to hang around with and see going to church all the time and carrying those Bibles and some of them folk that knew all of those old hymns and those people who, who, who you used to call Big Mama and all of those folk. Those, those, those were the ones who were the pillars of the church always had the morning bench in, 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 in perfect harmony. They were praying all the time. There were folk talking about fasting and praying. Those were the pillars of the church. People who understood what it meant now, meant to lay down prostrate before God and go in. Oh, Holly. Most folk don't understand when you're talking about going in for God. Not, not too many people in church understands what that really means. It says that when I've got to put on sackcloth and ashes, when I've got to push my plate aside, when I've got to make some sacrifice, I got to go all in because when I'm going in, I'm going into my secret place. When I go into my prayer room, when I go into my closet, when I go into the place where only me and God knows, and when I go in, when I go all the way in, I shut the door behind me that says nobody else can enter in this place because this place belongs to God the pillars of the church when we start to understand that 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 the pillars of the church are dying off and and I, I, I need to help you to understand some things that, that that first of all this is a series and in this series I'm in this first part of the series I'm only going to hit the highlights of some of the things that we need to discuss because, Deacon, Deacon, you know, I, 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 I think you were with me a couple of times 
where we, 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 we replaced the roof on my house. And when we tore off the shingles and, and, and there were a couple spots where the wood was rotten. And, and the rafters had to be replaced. And I learned something from my father and from some other builders that they said, well, no, don't take that off. It's weak. But you don't want to take it out altogether. It is part of the intricate structure of the building. But what you need to do is take a method called sistering. Basically put a board right beside it, alongside it, and attach it to the things that it's attached to. Thereby giving the structure more strength where that one piece of wood was weak. Well, I, I, Deacon, I'm really not talking about my roof at home. I, let me help somebody over here. Because there are some structures in the church. There's some people who are like that first piece of wood who've gotten old and gotten tired and gotten worn and they don't have the strength that they used to have but they are still an intricate part of the structure and so you can't discount dismiss or take out that intricate part of the structure but what you need to do is sister somebody alongside of one of them old saints and learn some of the songs that the saints used to sing bring some young folk in and allow them to pray like those old folks used to pray you need to bring some folk in so that they might understand the word of God when they're reading the scripture somebody can point to this word and give them understanding along the way that's what's the problem in the church there are too many young pieces of wood that's not being put in the service you have the strength but you are not a part of the structure oh in the name of jesus let me glance over a couple of parts and help you to understand you see you see that's why we have something called intercessory prayer intercessory prayer is the blueprint and the outline it is the engineers notes you see before you build something there ought to be a plan there ought to be a survey somebody will come out and survey the land and check and see whether or not the land is stable enough somebody will check and see which way the wind blows where does the sun rise where is the southern exposure on the house somebody will check and see if the ground is solid intercessory prayer is like that see before we can actually get to building a house 
Somebody has got to be in prayer talking it over with God and finding out which way the wind is blowing. Somebody has got to be on their knees because the ground we might be on is shaky ground. Because the relationship we might be in is on shaky ground. Because of our family structure might be on shaky ground. And so therefore we better check with God as to where we need to build and how we need to build the structure. In intercessory prayer says I, I, I'm going to stand in between the elements that will come against this structure intercessory prayer says I'm already surveying and looking at what's going to happen oh hallelujah no 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 I'm not talking about a house made out of brick and wood but what I'm really trying to get people to understand and what the house of God really needs to understand that yes this is why you have intercessory prayer in the church many people many people come to church after intercessory prayer and don't know which door what window because if you don't understand the plan, the plan, if you don't understand and be equipped for the fight, for the work at hand, if you're not equipped, hallelujah. We don't need you pouring concrete on the roof. You got some stuff backwards. We need that around the foundation. We don't, we, 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 listen, we don't need you to put doors where the windows belong and where the windows belong to doors. We, 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 we oh, hallelujah. Help your neighbor. Just tell them, come up out of your, no, your Noah attitude. Get up out of your Noah spirit. See, some, see somebody wondering already, what's the Noah spirit? Y'all do remember the ark. How many windows did the ark have? And where was it? We don't need windows up here on the ceiling. Just one. But we need some people that understand that in this walk with God, God wants you to not only have windows, but he wants you to have doors. He wants the light of his glory to come in. And he wants to be able to look in on you every now and then. God wants you to be able to do the things that he wants you to do. And grow in the power of his might. That's just an accessory. And then when we come in the church and, 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 and the deacons come forth and begin to lay the foundation we need to understand that that there's a purpose behind devotion you see you see many times we miss the boat on devotion because because this part of the house goes lacking devotion says we have cleared the ground 
devotion says that 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 any rock that might be in 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 the way we have excavated it and put it off to the side devotion says that that that, that the stuff that in the debris that we had to clear away in other words some folks showed up with their debris they 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 they, they rode all the way from home with the debris that they had at home Oh, hallelujah. I'm not talking about your garbage and your trash, although some of it may be classified as that. But 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 I, I I need you to understand that some of the debris that you've been carrying around, some of the the the, 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 the sticks and the brokenness, you got broken prayers, broken promises, you got broke broke broken joy, your, your happiness is broken, your health is broken, and you brought that on in here with you too. And but God is saying, listen, that's all right. If you brought it here, then I want you to leave it here and understand. That I can give you joy where sorrow once reigned. Deacons are supposed to get, get up and as we go into the, 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 the devotional part of service, devotion says, yes, I put everything else aside so that I might be able to see the vision of what God has in store for me. I put everything aside so that I might understand and embrace what God is doing in my life. In fact, I put everything aside and just to acknowledge that God has favored me and so therefore I'm going to give him praise in everything that I do henceforth now and forevermore the worship service continues into the song service and praise and worship saying that yes yes in this house unless the Lord builds the house I'm talking about God building this house you, you, you won't need a contractor for this one Jesus already laid it out for you and so he says when well, you've got song and you've got the, 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 the praise of God permeating all throughout the structure God can do something with praise God can move in the midst of praise God can make things happen in your praise and that the service will continue and to go on and, and then you find folk who will read the scripture and people who will do prayer will talk about all of those things they have an intricate part to play in the worship experience there has to be some time where you have to stop for a moment and just talk it over with God every now and then you have to check your road map every now and then you have to get your bearings every now and then even though you're toiling and going through it's good just to stop and talk with God and come to the union of his his grace and mercy hallelujah and and and, and then there's there's preaching and teaching and the, the, the uh, pontificating and exhortation and all of those things building building the core the structure making sure that the people of God are well fortified wow there's invitation that says yes I'm putting out the welcome mat here's what I can do but church that's just the overview that's just the overview the scripture says unless the Lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it unless the Lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late 
to eat the bread of sorrows. The scripture says that yes, yes, unless the Lord builds the house. And so, well, wait a minute. God is not building the house made of brick and wood. God is not building the house, but he's building the house of flesh. God is building the house of spirit. God is building the house in you and in me. And so, therefore, I'm telling you that you have to have some of the old school as well as new school. I got, I'm telling you, if you're going to build a house, build it the way that the Lord is going to build it. The reason that the church falters and, and the reason that families are faltering, the reason that relationships are faltering is because they fail to follow the instructions that God has given, that God has laid down. For God has said, yes, I've got to build this house and you've got to follow a plan because this is my order, my plan. These are my people and so you've got to follow my order. Way. And so God said, if you want to be successful, then give God the glory in all things that you do. If you want to be successful, give him his praise. If you want to acknowledge and be the, the thing, everything that God has called you to be. And does anybody know that God has empowered you with infinite possibilities? Is there still a few people that's empowered, have the embodiment? Is there, are there still a few folk that at least says, you know what, I believe if God said it, then I can achieve it. There are few folk that understand, you know, the Lord has not yet forsaken me, but I give him glory and praise. In fact, when I look back over my life, I begin to understand that every time that I've fallen down, it was him that picked me back up again. When I consider all of the things that I've gone through, it was by his grace and mercy. When I look at the things that I've accomplished, it was not me, but the God that lives in me. Unless God builds the house, they that build it labor in vain. And so I couldn't do this for myself. I couldn't save myself. I couldn't deliver myself. I couldn't do anything myself. I cannot add one cubic to my stature, nor even one hair upon my head. But my God, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for him. He keeps on picking me up whenever I fall. He keeps on healing my body. He keeps on giving me joy. He keeps on delivering my soul. He keeps on being my fortress. He keeps on being my strong tower. Oh, hallelujah. Every time somebody puts me down, he picks me back up again. Unless God builds a house. They labor in vain. Listen, you can't build a house off of your money. You can't build a house off of education. You can't build a house off of your reputation. You can't build a house about how many people you know. You can't build a house based on where you live. You can't build a house because God is not looking for an avenue or a block. God is not looking for a boulevard or a street, but know you not that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. He's looking for a house that he can build by his design. He's looking for a house that's worth his blood that was shed on Calvary. Mm. Watch all you want to. The watchman 
It stays awake. Stay up if you want to. He says, unless the Lord guards the city. Deacon, the, the reason the people of God often stumble and fall is because they're looking behind them. Worried about what may overtake them. Worried about pitfalls. Worried about stuff that they have no control over. They're worried about things that are out of their control. The reason that we fall, we stop looking at God, stop pressing toward the mark. We stop reaching out for him. We stop stretching toward him and allow Satan to come in and trip us up. You can't guard it like God can guard it. Are there any witnesses in here? It, anybody show up at the doctor and say, I put it all in his hands? Huh? Anybody had to tell some folks, listen, I can't worry about this right now because I put it all in his hands. Uh, somebody bringing you bad news, blowing you up on Facebook, all of that. But you know, I, I put it all in his hands. That, 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 that stuff that you, bills you can't meet, things that you can't do. But yet and still, when you come with a spirit of God, I put it all in his hands. I, I can't keep guard over this because the more I try to hold on to it, the more it escapes me. But when I put it in his hands, when I put my trust in his hands, when I put my hand in the master's hand, he said that can't nobody pluck you out of his hands. And so therefore, if I put all that I have, all that I am, all that I hope to be in his hands, then I know that nothing can pluck me out of the hand of God because my God keeps on delivering me. And God, all right, tell somebody I don't have to worry about it. I, I know God's got this. I, I know God's got this, and yet and still, and and, and I'm not tell somebody I'm not waiting on a bus. Some of y'all got bus mentality. Think that God's gonna come? Listen, you can't depend on the bus. Even Tata told you that we gonna cut out service on Sunday. Folks trying to get the church, but we gonna cut it out. So don't have bus mentality. Don't wait on God as if you're waiting on a bus. You keep on pressing. You keep on pushing. You keep on praying in spite of what it may seem. In fact, the bus may never come. Put your foot in the road and get the stepping. It might take you a little bit longer, but you will get there. If God promised you that you're going to get there, don't you know you will get there in spite of your condition? And I, I, I just love y'all saints who, who, who put your foot in the road get to walking and don't break a sweat some of y'all got it like that it's like you know what my journey's been long and my journey may have been rough but when I got to the end of my journey I didn't look like I went through anything you may not help that's when people are looking at you and wondering how it is that you got to where you got to 
They wondering how it is that you still smile, that you still got a song, that you still got praise. They wonder what's wrong with you. Well, because you don't know about my journey. Because when I was hungry, he fed me. When I was naked, he clothed me. When I was lonely, he came and visited me. When I could not find a friend, he became my friend. And so you don't know about my journey, because my journey is not over yet. Deacon, it's not on the avenue where my house is being built. No, no, God is saying, unless the Lord builds this house. And I found out when I turned the plans over to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where I would have put a door, he said, no, no. A window that I would have left open, he said, no, no. There's certain folk that want to slip into your window. You need to close that one. No, no, no. In fact, you need to have your number unlisted. In fact, I'm going to put a gate around your premises. Folk going to have to drive a while to get to your house. They're going to have to take the scenic route because you're going to be in a gated community. Oh, somebody didn't get that one. God says, I, your house is in a gated community. Everybody don't get to drive by here. Some folk get stopped at the gate. They gotta talk to the little voice in the box. Cause they don't get to come to the house. There's some folk that don't need to be all up in here. There's some folk that don't need to be all in your mind, in your spirit. There's some folk that no, 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 you don't get past the gate. Tell somebody, this is a gated community right here. This. Hallelujah. You got to be special to come all up in here. You got to, you got to. You better know somebody on the inside. And his name is Jesus. Because this is where he lives. And if you, do, do I have a couple of four? Did y'all put it out there? Don't come by my house unannounced. You better call be before you come. Otherwise, I might be home, but you'll get disappointed. And so therefore, there's a, a few folk that know Jesus like you know Jesus. They, you will know they call, their call before they get there. Yeah, you can come on. You can buzz them right on in. But everybody else... Tell somebody, unless the Lord builds the house. God, God is building the house. And so as we talk about these things and that we go into the furtherance of the services and get ready, it's going to be a wild ride. God is going to build the house. God is going to give the increase. And yet, even though some pillars have been shaken, some pillars may have been moved. And we got many of our mother's boards missing today. But, but yet and still, God is saying, listen, I, I'm going to put somebody alongside right now. And wait a minute. If I can't find a human body, guess what? 
I put somebody alongside on Calvary. I put somebody alongside so you don't have to worry about who gonna be with you and who gonna help you. I put somebody alongside that will never leave. In fact, not only are they alongside, but what they did was they nailed him to the cross so that he wasn't coming down. And so you don't have to worry about it. In fact, he could have come down, but he chose to stay. And so he chose to be right there. In other words, no matter how rotten your wood gets. Mike, did you get that one? No matter how rotten the wood might get, no matter what you got, some of y'all got a slow rot going on. Got some termites all in you. Got some infestations. Some folk got some dry rot happening. Some folk get wet one time, they dry the next time. But God, God said, wait a minute. I'm just gonna move up on side of you and I'm gonna stay close to you and then I'm gonna hold that load that you've been trying to carry I'm not gonna discard you because you still have some purpose you still have I still have a plan for you and so if you allow me to just get alongside of you if you allow me just to snuggle up against you I'll bear your heavy load and I will keep you from falling I'll take the weight off of your shoulders and you don't have to worry no more because I got you covered I will build your house because I am God and I fail not I am your Lord I will keep you in the time of trouble I am your God I will forsake you now for you are my chosen you are my favorite and you are the one whom I died for and coming back for let me build your house in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus please don't simply go away with houses on the avenue or the street but you are the house you are the house that the Lord is building and there are some intricate components that need to be a part of your makeup come be a part of intercessory prayer get a good plan come be a part of devotion clear the ground upon which you're working come be a part of praise feel the atmosphere with the songs of Zion come reading of the scripture putting it upon the doorpost putting it upon every eyelid and putting it upon for it is the word of God the foundation upon which we stand come let the prayers of the saints and the righteous let it avail much come build your house build your house let the word of God be expounded upon and teach you his ways and his love come and allow the invitations of God to say come just as you are don't wait to change anything don't wait to rearrange anything do I have some come as you are people in here is there anybody willing to testify that said look you know what God accepted me as I was 
Come on, somebody say, I was still drinking, God chose me. I was still smoking, God favored me. I was still running the streets, God brought me back in. Come on, that, that, that's somebody that want to tell the truth in there. I was still lying, but God put truth back in. He became my truth. God kept on healing me when I was down, when I was broken. God kept on. Yes, yes. I don't know what your truth is, what your reality is. But when you allow God in your life, he will build a new house. He'll build a new house. Folk will come by the old neighborhood to see what you all about. And they won't recognize the house that they left had broken windows. Huh? Deacon, I had to help somebody on that one. Where the eyes were filled and they were crying. The house that they left doors were off the hinges where anything and everybody was just running in and out all the time. Listen, I don't want to tell nobody's story because I, I don't want you to think I'm putting you out there. Just give a little wave and say hallelujah. Because nobody need to know all your business. Just know that God has rebuilt the house. When they come by now, they can't recognize. Hallelujah. In fact, they can't even get past the gate. And so in the precious name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Bless those in the name of Jesus. If there's anybody here in the name of Jesus, Lord, we extend an invitation right now. We open the doors of the church. Everybody stand on your feet.